0: This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Pastor Cory is continuing his I Do series with the title, Handle It, Part Two, today. I hope you enjoy. While you're standing, let us go to the word of God. To Numbers chapter 20, verse seven through 12. Numbers chapter 20, verse seven through 12. Are you how ha- are you happy to be in the house of the Lord born again? Amen. It's so great to see y'all. Did y'all have a happy Thanksgiving? Amen. Y'all still eating leftovers? <laughs> it's Sunday, they better be ate by at least today. <laughs> Somebody said that they they last a whole week in my house. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna pray for you. Make sure you don't get sick. The dressing is dry by now. (laughs) Let it be eight today so we can see you next week. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Numbers chapter 20, verse 7 through 12. If you got to say, I got it. It's our custom to stand for the reading of the word. So if you're able to stand on your feet, Amen. For the honoring of the Word of God, I ask you to do so. Numbers chapter 20, verse 11 through 12. And it reads, Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out, and the community in their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community to the land I give them. I want to finish what I started last week as part two of the sermon topic in the series of I Do. Handle it. Amen? Amen. Would you look at your neighbor and say, handle it? Come on, would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor? If you're going to get to where God is taking you, you got to learn to handle your emotions. Come on and give God some praise in this house as you take your seats. Handle it. Family, I ain't gonna lie, I feel like preaching this morning. So I need to know real quickly before I preach, where my amen section at. I got some love over here. All right the middle section. I see some hands raised. War my right section. And I love y'all ain't got a people. Okay. Y'all over there? Alright. All right. Family, we are in the series entitled I Do. And as I've been discussing, the premise of this series, the crux of this series is that God desires not just moments with us, but a marriage. And in order to experience not just A relationship, but a robust relationship with Him. It requires that we not just love Him, but we love Him the way He desires to be loved. Yeah, but but to love Him is to love Him His way. Because it's possible to love God, but not love God the way He desires to be loved. And God's primary love language, as we've been discussing in this series, is submission. Somebody say submission. Submission Submission or obedience, because in John 14, 15, the the word of the Lord declares that if you love me, obey my commandments. Notice the scripture didn't say, if you love me, come to church. Notice the scripture didn't say, if you love me, worship me. Uh Although those are great expressions of love to God, they are not the primary way that God desires to be loved. God says, you love me most when you do what I tell you to do. Uh Somebody say submit. And we started this series a month ago, and we talked about if we're going to love God, we have to learn to give him our Isaac, to give him the very thing that he desires, to give him what we will often want to keep from ourselves, to keep us from falling more in love with the gift and not the giver. Because it's possible to fall in love with the blessing and dismiss the blesser. God says, if I allow you to fall in love with the blessing and not the blesser, then you'll love me from what I can give you instead of loving me for being me. That means you'll love my hand and not my heart. But some of us, we've been walking with God long enough to to the point to where we can say, God, if you do nothing else but me on this side of Calvary, you've already done enough. And in this season of Thanksgiving and in the season of Christmas, where it's all about gift giving and it's all about getting, I can declare: Is there anybody here that can testify that if God has done does nothing else for me, that He's already done enough? That He ain't gotta give me a new car, He ain't gotta give me a new house, He ain't gotta give me a new boo. Just the simple fact that He woke me up this morning and put me in my right mind that he's provided food on the table. He's put clothes on my back. He's put shelter over my head. I can thank God for enough. Some of us, it don't even require us just simply looking for it. Some of us, we can look back over our life and get a flashback and see the things that he's brought us from and see the things that he's brought us through. And when we look back over our life, our soul cries, hallelujah, I want somebody to look at your life and get a quick flashback. We the to break shit to by yourself when you That my praise isn't contingent on God giving me something. That, that some of us we will shout all over this house if I begin to prophesy that God is gonna
1: <laughs>
0: that by the time you got home, there was gonna be a million-dollar check in your billbox. God would tear this church up. And I question whether or not we'll see you next
1: week.
0: Cause we, that's how we do God. We get blessed and then we need the blessing. But God says, the way you love me is not going through the church activity on Sunday. But the way you love me is by doing what I've asked you to do Monday through Saturday. And this week, as I continue the series, I want to argue that if we're going to have a robust, healthy relationship with God, then we're going to have to learn how to submit our emotions. And we discussed the reason why we should submit our emotions, because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things beyond care. Who can understand? In other words, just because the feeling is real, doesn't mean that it's right. right. Ah. I'll say it one more time. Just because the feeling is real, doesn't mean it's right. Is there anybody here that can be honest and say, I felt strong about some things that turned out later to be wrong? Because just because you feel strong about something doesn't mean you're right about it. It's possible to feel strong and still be wrong. The reason why we should submit our emotions is because our emotions are are in error. They they, they have the proclivity to lead us to places and to do things that God has not always designed for our life and planned for our life. So if we're going to submit our emotions, then we're going to learn how to say, I do. Somebody say, I do. I do. And when we don't submit our emotions... We have to understand they have the power to do three things and I'm going to unpack them and then we'll uh, go home. The first thing that that happens when we don't submit our emotions, the first thing I want you to write down is we delay God's promise. Somebody say, delay Delay God's promise. Because of Moses' unsubmitted emotion, Moses spends 40 years living in the wilderness. He ends up killing a man, a slave driver, who is, uh, who is whipping his Hebrew fellow brother. And because of his e- unchecked emotions, because of his unsubmitted emotions, God sends him to the backside of a desert for 40 years. Now here it is. I wonder who is sitting here with the promise of, But you're stuck because your emotions got the best of you. And here it is many of the times, the reason why we're stuck is not because of what God is doing, it's because of what we refuse to let go. That when we have unhealthy, unchecked emotions and unsubmitted emotions, it can literally us from moving into the next level to the next phase, to the next promise of our life. Can I help you make sense? I remember one time I was helping my sister move and she was moving into a new place and as we were getting ready to move y'all, I was like, y'all ever want to make one trip? So you try to gather everything? I'm a grocery carrier. You just want to take drink. It's just you want to take it all at one time. I don't want to keep going back and forth. So let me just get it all in one scoop. And I remember I I was trying to take some things to the truck, to load the truck, and y'all, I had everything in one hand and everything in the other hand. And y'all, when I tried to get to the door, I couldn't get through the door. I kept trying to get to the door and I tried to scooch my way through there. And the Holy Spirit said, see, that's just like a lot of people. They can't get through the door. that I." Because I keep verse 23. It says, Years passed, and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried for help. Watch this. And their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then he looked down on the people of Israel, and he knew it was time to act. We find out later in the scriptures because they cried out God he starts talking to Moses through a burning bush. Wait a minute, I got a problem. The children cry out. They talk to God. God ends up talking to Moses. Ah, oh, y'all, y'all missed it. Israel cries out to God. They talk to God. God talks to Moses. Y'all, y'all missed it. Israel, they cry out to God. They talk to God. God talks to Moses. Y'all missed it. Israel, they cry out to God. God talks to Moses. Uh Uh-uh. (laughs) Yeah <laughs> people to shout for your people. I need about of people to shout for your house. I need a about- He's seemingly speaking back to you. God says today that he's working on your answer. Be not discouraged. Be not dismayed. Be not depressed. Because God is working on the very thing that you're worrying about. So stop your worrying. Because God is working out what you're worrying about. Would you look at your neighbor and say, God is working and out. God is working it I don't care how long it's been, I don't care how many tears you've cried, I don't care how angry you've gotten, I don't care how long you've been, I come to declare over this house that God is working it out. So Israel, they cry out and God visits with Moses and greatly works through Moses through the series of events. He he encounters him through a burning bush. Uh He goes to Pharaoh to tell him to let my people go. They encounter the Passover. He parts the Red Sea. He turns bitter water sweet. Uh He gives them victory over the Amalekites. He sends manna from heaven. He strikes the rock and water comes from it. He speaks to God face to face, and here it is as he submitted his emotions, he's seen God move. To mistake his gift for deliverance, <clears throat> because just because you're gifted does not mean you're delivered. And what we've done in church is we've exalted gifting and we've exalted fervor, but not fruit. So we got people that are extremely gifted and can come up here and sing you into a fit will go home living like I don't know who one, and still be used but they fail to realize that just because you're gifted that that means that God can still use you because the Bible says that God he gives gifts without repentance and many people they assume because their, their gift is mature that their character is developed but God says in this season I'm not looking not for the gift that I'm for the healthy here. God says, I'm not looking for people who can sing me a good song. God says, I'm looking for somebody whose life can sing me a good song. In other words, even because you're gifted, doesn't mean that you're delivered. Yes, yes, yes. And we've, we've become so enamored with gifted people who God uses publicly, but they won't let him use them privately.
1: They
0: to, we'll let God use you publicly, but you won't let God use you privately. God is saying, I want to, I want to be the God, not just of the stage of your life, I want to be the God in the closet of your life. That particular issue, that particular thing, he says, I want to be the God of that. Uh, yes. not, not, not just your looking good life, I want I want your not so good looking life. Watch this, I want your life without that filter you got to perform for everybody else. You got to look good for everybody else. But when you come to your father, you ain't got to look all good to me. You can come to me as yourself. I've heard it said before. People say, well, I'm just going to get myself together when I come to church. You know what? You can't get yourself together. As a matter of fact, the reason why you're in the position that you're in is because of yourself. And we create. And get this, get this look and get this act all together. And God is saying, I'm looking for you to come to be broken. I'm looking for you to come to me with answers. I'm not asking for you to have it all together. You come and I'll get you together. Somebody said, he'll get me together. So no longer let, let not let coming to church be an excuse because you got an issue, because you're overwhelmed. Because you're frustrated. As a matter of fact, when you're overwhelmed, when you're frustrated, the church is the very place you need to be in. As a matter of fact, when you're going through life, that's not a time for you to run from God. That's the very time for you to turn to God and say, Lord, I don't have any answers for this. Lord, I don't know what to do with this. God, I don't have any solutions for this. So I'm coming. So I'm coming to you. Because I know that you are able to do all things. If I ask something, somebody say, bring it to God. Bring to God. You preach. Yeah. Preach you. are doing the best you can. So he's gifted, but he's not delivered. But God says, if you're going to get to the land, to the promise, to the thing I taught you to do, it's going to take more than gift. It's going to take holiness. Yes. It's going to take wellness. Yes. And I y'all hear my heart on this. I've seen many, many leaders fail because what, what gifting built, character broke. Gifting built it, but character broke it. That gifting can help you but character will help you keep it. We have so we cannot be a, be a people that prioritizes gifting without emotional wholeness and wellness. Somebody say character. character. So is this helping anybody? Yeah. <laughs> so here it is: unsubmitted emotions not only have the power to delay God's preference; it also has the power to disobey. God's plan. Somebody shout God's plan. God's plan. Mm-hmm. Verse number 11 says that then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out and the community and their their livestock drank. Moses here it is he was utterly rejecting God and trying to take control. And can I tell you and teach for a second that control is an illusion that even when you think you got it, you don't got it. You can control the way you drive, but you sure can't control the way another person drives. That control, it is an illusion that even when you got it, you don't got it. Because you can even control yourself up to a certain point. But just because you can control yourself up to a certain point don't mean you can control others. It's an illusion. And so what Moses was doing, he was angry and he struck the right rock twice when God told him to speak to him. In other words, he said, I'll handle it my way. Because I can't God's way. And here's the dangerous part in the text. Verse 11 says when he struck the rock, water still came out. Watch this. He did a wrong thing and it still worked. It's dangerous because here it is. Sometimes you can do a wrong thing and it still works. But just because it works doesn't mean that it's right. The Bible declares that a way that seems right unto men, but in the end is death. So be careful not to judge your actions and your decisions by the success of it initially. Because just because it works initially doesn't mean that's the way God wanted you to handle it. Some of us were so stuck in doing certain things that are dysfunctional, that are not God's plan, that are not God's way, and you think it's working, but it's really not working. Watch well, this. We're so Winning the argument so we raise our voice, but it's possible to win the argument and lose your relationship Teach Corey you're doing the best you can just because it works doesn't mean that it's right Well, I just gotta tell them like it is because when I tell them I gotta raise my voice It just seems like that's just how they get it. God says that may not be the way he wants you to communicate. Right? He says, I want you to handle it my way. And when you handle it my way, watch this, you don't just get a good result, you get the best result. That's why he says, when it comes to getting back at others, he says, Vengeance is mine. He says, I I handle getting back at people way better than you handle it. He says, when you handle it, you are rebellious, you got hatred. It, take, it keeps you up at night, it makes you angry. he says, when you just get at them to me, he says, I'll handle it in a way, watch this, that, that won't just get them together, he says, I'll handle them in a way that'll cause them to come back and apologize to you without you even having to expect an apology, God says, because when I handle it my way, it's the best way <laughs> say, handle it his way handle it his way you know, sometimes we can spiritualize our disobedience what well, God said. I just felt in my spirit. That yeah. wasn't God. You were just hungry. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I remember a time. <laughs> I told this story before. <laughs> Y'all, <Yeah, I, laughs> it's so funny. I tried to handle this situation my way. This when I was getting ready to go to church. You remember that? I was getting ready to go to church and. For whatever reason, my daddy said, "Ain't nobody going to church in this house." He said, "Y'all didn't clean up Saturday, Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Y'all didn't clean up Saturday, so we finna spend Sunday and clean up this house." And y'all know what I did with my saved, spiritual 18 year old self? I said, "I'm going to church." I don't know what he's talking about. Uh-uh. Sunday is the Lord's day he need to be
1: saved. (laughs) I said, I had enough
0: gumption to not only say it, I pulled out the earning board And I began earning my clothes. And y'all, I'm talking so much noise. See, I I was, back then I was fresh out of high school, I had been in football, so I had a little weight, had muscles on me. So I said, you know what, this is my time to shine. If he comes for me, I'm coming for him. He yeah. He wanna get me, I'ma get him. He don't know. I got all seasons for this. I got muscles for this now. tell me what to do. I'm 18 now. My mama said, as soon as I start buying my own tissue, that's when I'm grown. I've been buying my own tissue. I pay my phone bill. He don't tell me what to do. Today is the Lord's day. And y'all, while I was mumbling under my breath, my daddy heard me. And said, boy, what'd you say? and see how I'll be so quick. Your father and mother. So in spiritualizing my disobedience, I handled it my way instead of God's way. I got it, and I tried to make the good thing right, and it was still wrong. Watch this. You're not responsible. You're not responsible. God is not holding you responsible about what comes to your life. You can't stop some things that come to your life. That everything that comes to your life is not a good thing. This is not prosperity gospel. You're going to have to encounter some things that cause you to grow up. And sometimes some things that cause you to grow up, God will give you pain. He'll put put you in some some situations not for you to get something, but for you to grow you up that you'll make, he'll he'll allow you to go through some Job seasons where you lose some things, but you gain some things in the spirit realm. But watch this, if you don't learn how to handle it, because what makes it wrong is what not comes to you, but how you respond to what comes to you. Your response makes it wrong you handle it makes it wrong you can't do nothing about that crazy co-worker but how you handle it makes it wrong you can't do nothing about that that, um, that child that is difficult but how you handle it makes it wrong God says I want you to submit your emotions because if you don't you delay my promise you delay my preference you disobey my plan the last thing I'm done you deny God's promise You deny God's promise. Somebody say deny God's promise. promise. Watch this. Moses, he did not have a word problem. Because he he spent time talking with God. He didn't have a worship problem because he went on the mount of Mount Sinai Uh and had in a moment an encounter with God so much to the point to where it lit him up. Uh And he, 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 uh, he he tre- like it was he, he had the glory of God literally coming out of his life. He did not have a will problem. Moses had an emotional problem. And because he did not submit his emotions, watch what happens in Numbers chapter 20, verse 12. It says, But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the israelites you will not bring this community and the land i give them watch this not only did moses not go into the promised land but so did not Aaron and an entire generation of israel because one person didn't know how to handle their emotions that's a principle, because what does not get healed, gets handed down. What does not get treated, gets transmitted. And God says the reason why you got to get that under, under check, the reason why you got to resolve that thing, the reason why you got to deal with that thing, is because you got children and people that are coming behind you that if you don't deal with it, they don't deal with it too. Yes, 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 yes. So if you are gonna deal with it, God says if you don't want to deal with it for you, deal with it for them. Because you've been through enough heartbreak. You've been through enough trouble. You've had enough stress. God says do it for them because what is not treated gets transmitted. But today, I want, to, I want to tell you, if you get nothing else, you got to learn how to handle it. I'm done. We're standing all to the house. Somebody say, handle it. Yeah. Moses, instead of speaking to the rock, he struck the rock. And if he would have did it God's way, he not only would have seen the promised land, he would have experienced it for himself. God doesn't just want you to see The possibility of his promise He wants you to experience it But you will not experience it If you continue to allow your emotions To sit in the driver's seat of your life So today I want to move Whatever emotional driver That has been sitting in the driver's seat to the passenger seat because emotions are meant, we're meant to live with it, but not be led by. All right? All right. Ryan, right. You're, we're emotional beings, so we got to live with our emotions, but just because we got to live with it, don't mean we got to be led by. As a matter of fact, this week, some of us, before we act, we just need to take some time. Before we do anything, we just need to pause and say, you know what, let me go ahead and get myself together. Because what's getting ready to come out of my mouth is going to be something that I get ready to regret. Is there anybody here that say, I've said some things too quickly. And you know what, you end up saying some things that damage some things, and when you say it, you can't get it back. You said some things, and you were like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. And here you are having to to repair and to apologize if you had just waited and given God a moment to allow you to deal with your emotions.
1: When is the last
0: time you said, God, what do you want me to do with this? When is the last time you went to God and your are and said, Lord, I'm angry. What do you want me to do with this? the last time you took your frustration God and said, God, I'm frustrated. What do you want me to do with this? Because that is what God is wanting us to do. Not just as church goers but and as submitted saints. He wants us to go to Him and say, Lord, not my will, but Your will be done in my life. I want to do this the King's way, Your way. Because my way, it may work and it may not, but Your way always works. Thank you for listening to Heavenly Gospels podcast. If you would like to partner with us and give on today, you can give via cash app, dollar sign Heavenly Gospel. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.